Guys, thanks for listening to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I also want to thank the following sponsors for their support of this podcast. Without them, this podcast would not be possible. I want to thank the Go Hunt Insider, uh, Lorenzo Sartini and his crew over at Go Hunt. They have created the Insider, which is an amazing tool for you guys that are researching all these different western states and looking for which units to apply for and put in for. Uh, They also have the Go Hunt Maps, the Go Hunt Gear Shop. Uh, Right now, go to GoHunt.com, click Sign Up for the Insider. Uh, Use the J. Scott promo code. You're going to get a $50 Go Hunt Gear Shop gift card just for signing up. Go Hunt's been with me since the beginning of 2015. When I started this podcast, they've been a very loyal title sponsor of this podcast. I want to thank them for their support. Make sure to go and sign up for the Go Hunt Insider. Use the J. Scott promo code. Guys, I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U.com. Kuyu Ultralight Hunting is a direct-to-consumer uh, brand that sells the best ultralight hunting equipment and gear on the market today. Uh, you can go to KUIU.com, KUIU.com, and order directly there on their website. I also want to thank Phonescope.com, Cheston, the guys over at Phonescope. Go to Phonescope.com. Anything you order there, use the JScott23 promo code and you're going to get a 10% discount there at Phonescope. I also want to thank Lathrop & Sons. They're a custom boot system and custom footbed manufacturer. Uh, These guys are the boot doctors, the boot gurus. Um, They're very, very helpful. They know a lot about boots. Uh, I have switched this season to the Lathrop & Sons Encompass boot. Uh, That's what I've worn primarily on my coos deer and mule deer hunts in Mexico. And then I use the Mountain Hunter uh, for my sheep hunts, uh, specifically desert sheep. Uh, in any of that uh, more technical terrain, uh, Lathrop & Sons has a phenomenal 3D mapping imprints and, and tracing kit. Uh, they make custom orthotics, uh, just really, really comfortable, uh, very user-friendly boots and custom insoles. Uh, go to lathropandsons.com. To find out more information, you can also check out Lathrop & Sons on Instagram. They have three custom boot options, the Mountain Hunter, the Mountain Hunter Elite, and the Mountain Hunter Encompass, as well as the High Country Synergy Footbeds Custom. Uh, They also make all of these custom footbeds in wide and super wide, as well as the boots, which is rare for a boot manufacturer. Reach out to the owners, Stephen and James at Lathrop & Sons at 618-544-544. 8782. That's com. Guys, I want to thank you for supporting this podcast. Love to hear your feedback. Uh, any questions you might have, you can reach out at jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. That's my email address. You can follow along on Instagram at jscottoutdoors. Always feel free to send me a direct message. Love hearing from you guys. And let's get right to these episodes. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got my friend Parker Fails of Clay Bundy Outfitters on the line. Parker, how you doing? 
doing awesome, Jay. Doing awesome, man. I uh, appreciate uh, the opportunity to be on the phone with you. Always good to visit with you. Yeah, for sure. You know, we've had these podcasts before um, talking about these Arizona deer and sheep um, deadlines coming up. We have one coming up, I believe, here June 6th on Tuesday. Normally, we're doing this podcast and we're a little bit wondering about moisture. We're wondering what type of year it's going to be. And then we've had some of these podcasts where it's been bone dry and, you know, there's not much optimism. I've got to think that this conversation's probably going to go a little bit differently this year. What is the forecast and, and on-the-ground report right now from what you can see from the moisture there that we've had over the winter and, and over this spring? How, how are things looking out there on the Arizona Strip? Oh, this is the kind of year, uh, kind of year we dream of and uh, the kind of year that makes business good and, and, e and easier for us. Um, man, we're just licking our chops. It has been, uh, it was a really wet winter. Um, and even before that, we had a really wet monsoon last year that was, you know, record setting monsoon for us. And, uh, everything was just green and beautiful. And then, uh, add that on top of a wet winter. And then we've had some early monsoons already up here. Um, this last, like the last three weeks, we've been getting storms, uh, here and there. And then, so for us, it's just everything stacking up to to make it special. Parker, you know, Clay is out on the strip right now. I talked to you earlier and you said he's out there um, bouncing around and, and he's out there, literally lives out there every day. You, you obviously spend a bunch of time out there, but you know, w what are you guys saying as far as years? Like, can you even compare what we potentially are facing as far as moisture years um, you know, is it, a, is it a 2010, like what, what year can you compare it to, or is this in your opinion, potentially going to be, you know, just a world beater and something totally different that, you know, for years to come, we might be talking about, you know, 2023. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the one I can really think of that it compares to me that is like the most relevant is, uh, kind of 2019. So like in 2018, we had a really wet monsoon that came in late and had a great winter and then got, um, got excellent moisture in May. And the May, May and June is so critical. Um, to me, it's like, it's the most critical months that you can have for moisture for antler growth. And so what we've seen this year is very similar to what we, to what we got in, uh, May and June. Well, May going into June of, uh, 19, this year's very similar. And so, you know, um, every year varies depending on the age class of deer that's left, right? Um, and so, just comparing numbers and uh, and water averages, we're, I think we're comparable to a 2019. Now we will see if uh, the bucks, the age class, is right to do what you know what uh, 2019 produced. That that's yet to be seen. But I think we have we have the formula to do what it did. If it, so. if it shuts off right now, and let's say that June is, is lackluster and it doesn't come on anymore, um, you said you had a two-inch rain last week. If it just shuts off, and, and let's just say we have a normal monsoon, which usually starts around 4th of July, but let's say June shuts off, is it still banner banner year yes yes um just because of the uh you know the 
how good the feed is right now and like the groundwater i know clay was doing some work out there and they were like three feet down on the arizona strip hitting water which is just kind of unheard of and so um you know the cliff rose right now looks phenomenal i mean it looks like fruit trees and the branches are all hanging with all the flowers blooming on it it looks as good as it ever has and so even if it shuts off it is it's still going to be an awesome year um and but if we can you know if we could get a couple storms here in june then holy cow so all right you mentioned something about age class and we talk about this a lot um, obviously you're talking about a 2019 year comparison. Obviously we don't know what June is going to hold, but in 19, we also, uh, you guys could use trail cameras. Um, and you, you know, overall 19, the, the bucks got whacked pretty good. And, and then the, the, the trail cam ban comes, uh, you know, last year. You couldn't use them last season. Now we have this season, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is the second season that we can't use them. Uh, hunters can't use them. Guides, no one can use them. Um, you talk about age class, and obviously when you're talking the Arizona Strip, you're talking the best deer in the world. The biggest mule deer in the world live on the Arizona Strip. But if those deer don't have you know if there's not a lot of five six seven eight year old bucks that's one thing that worries someone like you that watches those deer so close you're now dealing with right. two three four five-year-old deer you're 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 worried that there's a lot of great two three four-year-old deer but maybe there's not this five five six seven eight like years past talk a little yes. bit about that yeah so um you know, 19, they got whacked really hard, and then um, 20 was kind of a, a, a down year, And uh, but they still got whacked. We still had cameras. Deer were getting whacked pretty hard. Um, going to uh, 21, and it was a terrible drought year, maybe the, maybe the worst ever. And so that year, there was not a lot of big deer to be had. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of younger deer were killed and the same thing happened last year in my opinion where um you wouldn't see as many 180 to 190 bucks get get tipped over um i in my opinion we saw more of that and so that worries me a little bit on the age class um for this year but with that being said um i believe and, and the this sounds crazy to a lot of people, but this is going to be the kind of year where we have a three or four year old 250, 260 buck. And there's going to be a couple of them that are going to pop up. Right. And so, uh, so deer that were that on a year like this, a four year old, three, four year old deer, potentially that what you're saying is there's a handful of them that were going to be not even on the radar bucks last year, maybe 190, maybe 200, just yep. buck, just bucks. And, and I know yep. it's crazy, but we're talking about the Arizona Strip, that the same deer will be unrecognizable potentially this year and could put on 40, 50, 60 inches. Yes, exactly. Yep, and we've seen that regularly. We've seen deer put on 70 inches in one year on a wet year like this. And, uh, I mean, we killed we killed a buck, uh, a 270 buck in 2019, and, uh, and he, he was a four-year-old deer. And he was, you know, he was just off the charts. And so you're going to see that this year because there are just a few deer that are just special. I mean, they just have, 
they have everything they need with the genetics and then you add the feed and moisture on top of it and they're going to explode and then you're going to have other deer that aren't going to explode like that they're still going to be great deer but they're not going to be mega deer um and so you know with age you get you get bigger deer and so I'm excited to see. I think, you know, that we, we have a handful of bucks that we are really anxious to see this year that do have the age to, to, to be something, you know, we're talking five, six year old deer last year. And so we're excited about those. Now, uh, as you said, with the trail cameras, we don't have the inventory of everything like we once had. Um, everything is boots on the ground, um, you know, rise and grind. Um, and so it is glass them up, you know, yep. It is, uh, so what you're saying is your arsenal, it's, you've, you've had some tools taken away from you where you would at this point have cameras rolling and be, you know, be excited over the next 30 to 60 to 90 days to see growth and be able to monitor it without the cameras. It's literally boots on the ground, glassing, all visual, spotting the deer and trying to keep inventory, which for people listening that don't know how big Arizona Strip is, I mean, the first time I ever went there, I I went through St. George and hit the dirt road and they said, yeah, it's like 91 miles to camp of dirt. And I, I wasn't even, I wasn't even all the way on the other end of the unit. Like, and, and, and so what you're saying, I think, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but without the cameras, it is more difficult to take inventory and know exactly what the antler growth is. Because before you could have X amount of cameras and have basically a baseline of like, look at all these bucks, look at all these bucks, look at all these bucks. We know exactly what our antler growth is this year. Whereas this year, everything's done by video, by, by, by you know, taking still photos and trying to keep an inventory log, which, which cre- it, it, it takes manpower. Yes, exactly. You're exactly right. And so, I mean, we were running hundreds of cameras and those cameras operate 24, seven, seven, you know, seven days a week. I mean, they, they never shut off when you take that away and you put a man, you know, that, I mean, he's got it. A man's got to eat. He's got to sleep. You're not, you're, you're never, we will never know what we once knew. Right. That's, there's just, there's no way around it. Um, and, and we had, you know, we were like a lot of people, we had a love hate relationship with the cameras. Um, and so once you take that away, it it makes things a a lot more difficult to, uh, to gauge everything because you have to look at a smaller, a smaller pool of bucks sample size because yes, because we were, when, when we had cameras, I mean, honestly, very few deer were missed, um, where it's so dry deer have to come to water and you you had inventory of pretty well everything that was out there and um you know and that's the interesting thing is the further we get away from the trail cam ban um you know so we're another year away each year you that you know that information you had from cameras is going to be going to become less and less valuable if you know what i'm saying um there's going to be there's going to be more and more surprises pop up right that you didn't know about because we, you know, we can still look at back at old trail cam picks. You know, we're talking now just from two years ago and you can say, Hey, that deer could be something, you know, it's, um, it's a three-year-old or a four-year-old. You know that he didn't get killed. You didn't see right. any photos, you know, he's alive and you can right. still know that that deer is probably five, six, seven years old and you need to go find that deer. 
Well, now every year that goes by, you're further from that, and it those those that that data and being able to determine that data and ascertain you know values off of it goes away because of you're you're that much further away, and the deer can move and. And whatnot. Yep. I heard you say something earlier that I want to come back to that brings up a good point. You feel like in your heart that there were some 180, 190 inch deer that have gotten killed last year that never would get killed before because across the board, not only you guys, but other outfitters, other do it yourself hunters, whatever, knew the inventory because of the camera, so they would never shoot those deer. What I think I heard you say is that actually some of those deer got killed and yes. and and I'm kind of putting words in your mouth. Do you feel that without the cameras they kind of got jumpy and shot some of those deer that would have never gotten killed with cameras? Yes, absolutely 100% because the Arizona strip is that hard of a place to hunt. And, um, I mean, you get to, you get to day five, day six of seeing no deer and uh, a heavy boxing 180 buck pops up for a guy who's waited, you know, 25 years for his opportunity to hunt the strip, his finger gets pretty itchy, right. you know? And so in my opinion, there has been more of those kills, you know, that was kind of my thing always with the cameras is, uh, yeah, we whack them because of the cameras, but we do a great job of managing because of the cameras. Um, you know, we would be, if there was a 230 buck hitting a camera, if you glassed up a 200, a 200 inch buck opening day, you didn't shoot the 200 inch buck cause you knew there was a 230 there. Right. Well, now we don't have that luxury. And so it changes the game. And so that there is going to be more, um, like very old deer on the strip. There's going to be deer die of old age, but you know, it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see over the next five years of, um, you know, if some of these younger bucks getting killed catches up with it, sure. you know, sure. and uh, it could, it could maybe do a little bit re reverse effect on what we thought. And I'm not advocating cameras whatsoever. It has been so, so refreshing for me to get away from them and because it's a chore, you know, running cameras is a chore. And so to get away from them and just uh, enjoy it and uh, ground and pound has been awesome, but it is going to be interesting to see, I think. For sure. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you've got 13A, you've got 13B, you've got archery hunts, you've got rifle hunts. Um, talk a little bit briefly here about the archery in both, and then talk a little bit about the rifle hunts in both. Okay. Yeah. So, um, archery hunts on the strip are awesome. It's one of my favorite hunts of the year that, that we get to do. Um, there's, there's less tags. Um, I think, what is it, there's 25, I think, on B and, like, 15 on A. Yeah. And so, um, you you know, you will, you can almost guarantee that you can find a buck that is a that is a big deer, that is a giant deer, and you can be hunting that deer all to yourself. And so, if you're um, capable with a bow at all, that is a, the, the archery hunt is a fantastic choice, in my opinion. Um, in fact, you know, that's what I put in for every year. At, but I am a non-resident. Um, it can't go wrong with either one, 13A or B. Um, we do love that archery hunt on 13A too. Sometimes I think people shy away from 13A when they shouldn't. Um, in fact, archery hunt on A can be even better than B at times because there is deer that summer up on 13A that then winter down on 13B. And so that archery hunt can be, can be really good. Um, moving into the rifle hunts, we're really excited this year also that uh, the hunts are actually a week later 
they are a week later than they have been the past few years. And so um, the rifle hunters in 13A, which will be the later hunt, they will be hunting through Thanksgiving, um, which, you know, can be really big for uh, getting the deer in the rut. You know, if we have the right weather move in, pushing those, those hunt dates back a week, I think is going to be very beneficial for people who have uh, waited all these years to get their tag. It's going to give them the best opportunity to kill the deer that they've dreamed about. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yes, A goes the latest, and it goes into Thanksgiving, and it, it's for the Arizona Strip standard. It's late. I mean, like it's right. prime. Right. But you could also play the fact that that B is a week later, and even though it's not like prime, prime rut, it's kind of itching into pretty yes. good territory. So it's like, you know, for someone out there with sitting on max points or, you know, can pretty much draw the tag, it's a, it's a catch-22 because, yes, you get A and you can go super late, but you also get B a week later than it usually is. Or Correct. I shouldn't say usually is, than it's been. Correct. Yep. So, I mean, Correct. you tend to lean towards B as the your favorite for the rifle, but but A is right there behind it, right? Correct, yes. And I think I think people think there's a big drop-off from A to B, and that's not the case whatsoever. Um, the size of the deer doesn't drop off at all. It's just purely a numbers game. There's just more deer in 13B because there's um, the whole unit is deer country. Uh, 13A, there's a there's a lot of wide open, a lot of antelope country that some of these bucks get into, but uh, it's just purely a numbers game. And so, you know, if you're a numbers guy, you look at your chances that you know I'm going to see more deer in 13B. So chances are, I'd have a better shot of running into a big deer, right? But uh, but 13A is not anything to shy away, for, uh, away from. We've been getting a lot of calls this year from guys with max points because, uh, you know, just like me and you talk, everybody waits for the for the good year to put in. And I think everybody's uh, seeing the writing on the wall and they're licking their chops. And so we're getting a lot of calls from uh, non-residents with, with max points. And we're staring on the eight at 13A as well, you know, because there's going to be a lot of guys trying to jump in on 13B. I think your chances on 13A could be a little bit better, and it's going to be that good a good of a year that if you can get on 13A, you're still going to be hunting a giant buck. Uh, back to the cameras, uh, uh, real fast. When we're talking about A and B, not having cameras, not being able to use cameras, just looking at each unit, do you feel like the no cameras benefits B? or a more or is there no difference in other words over two three four five six seven years whatever it may be of no cameras do you think one unit will benefit from and maybe we'll start seeing more big deer in in a or b because of no cameras or is it um, the same you know i think i think it's pretty close to the same if i was you know it if we, you know, if I was to lean one way or the, the other, I would, uh, I would maybe lean towards, uh, 13A just because it's not as easy to hunt as 13B in my opinion. It's a little bit tougher hunt. And so, um, just, just glassing up those deer on 13A can be very difficult. Whereas it's maybe not quite as tough on 13B just because there is more deer. 
Um, and so if I, you know, if I had to pick one or the other, I would probably lean more towards 13 a. Okay. Um, with this moisture that we've had, guys can anticipate and expect these deer probably to be spread from here to tomorrow, like spread out as much as you've probably seen in a long, long time. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's going to, when you spread them out, it's good because predation, you know, the, the, the lions and the coyotes can't just sit on the on the yep. trick tanks and just pick these deer off. It's great for the deer herd, but it's tough for the deer hunters. Talk a little bit it's, about that. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it makes our job difficult. Like, uh, like last year with the monsoon we had last year, um, you and I talked, you know, throughout the summer last year. And uh, every time I reported to you, I just felt like I was telling you I was getting my teeth kicked in. <laughs> yeah. um, it is just when the deer are spread out, they are not, you know, they don't have to hold up on water. There's good feed everywhere. And there's good feed even in the trees. Um, it makes glassing deer on the Arizona Strip a nightmare when it's already tough. I mean, if you, you know, if you're going out to see somewhere to see a big deer, that's not the place just to ride out and think you're going to run into one. And so you put, uh, you put a lot of water on top of that and spread them out even more. Um, and it, it, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty humbling and you can get, get discouraged pretty quick. It can make for a long summer. And last year was a great example of that. We, I mean, we did find some great bucks, but man, we had to, we had to work our guts out to do it. Yeah. You guys have a great team and you did a great job. Um, I want to talk a little bit about sheep here in a minute, but I, I, while I have you on the phone, I want to ask you, because I know you like the Kayabab, I know you like 12A, 12B, you do hunts, you and Clay and your team do hunts there as well. Um, what are you hearing? What are you seeing on the Kayabab? Um, what are you seeing over there in 12A, 12B? Yeah, so I think anybody that's been paying uh, any attention at all to it has seen what the Kayabab has done. You know, I'd say over the last, especially the last three years, the, uh, I mean, it is just, it has been awesome. It has been on this, this climb in the last three years have been, been excellent. Um, the moisture over there as well has been phenomenal. Um, it, in fact, there's been storms over there that have hit there that missed us. And so, um, there's going to be some, there's going to be some big old deer on the Kayabab this year that pop up that are going to be unrecognizable as well. And, uh, you know, the Kayabab, it's a mysterious place. Um, you know, it was, it was already pretty tough to camera just because they're not so held to water. Um, and then you take that away and, uh, and there's a lot more deer on the Kayabab than there is on the strip. So you're in general, you're just going to see more deer, but it's still not easy. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a mountain that's thick covered in, in, uh, ponderosas and, and it's not easy. Um, but I think the only thing that concerns me with the Kayabab is how hard it got whacked last year. Um, and so that being said, I mean, the snow, the storms came in, came in early and those bucks on the early hunt, even, which is generally a tougher hunt. I mean, they just, they just whacked them. They just slayed them so on the early age, hunt. You're worried about age class on the Kayabab yeah, a little bit too. Yes. Uh, yeah, and probably even more so on the Kayabab because of the sheer number of permits given out. I mean, there's a lot more permits given out on the Kayabab than there is on the Strip. So how, how can it recover with so many more deer being killed? 
you know right um i mean like for instance they get 300 archery tags on there you know and so when you compare that to the 40 tags they give on the strip total um there's just a lot more deer getting whacked and so it took it took a lot of years for the kayabab to do what it did last year and um i, I still think it's going to be good there's going to be some big deer killed but i don't think it's going to be what it was last year because those deer got whacked so hard i think we're back in a rebuilding stage building back up to what it just did but that, that's my opinion okay um you guys are fortunate this year your you and your team clay and and you guys um have uh the auction hunter um from last year carry over and i believe the new auction hunter as well as you guys have the raffle hunter um and it's one of those deals the sun shines on you every once in a while and it looks like it's shining on you guys heavy right now with that parker comes a lot of pressure because there's a lot of expectations for you and your team you know clay your whole group what are your thoughts and how do you manage that expectation and how do you handle that pressure um yeah you're exactly right we're we're definitely feeling it um we have been extremely blessed um you know everything that's happened to us is a is a blessing from god and and we're grateful for it um but with that being said yeah there there's a heavy weight on our shoulders and just like uh, i've said to you before you know one of my favorite quotes is uh pressure is a privilege um if you have pressure it means things are expected of you and uh yeah i mean that's what we're in business for right we're in business to uh hunt and kill giant deer and so yeah it's a lot of pressure but it's also you wouldn't want it any other way right. um and so, but you know, that's the way we, we have to look at it is we have to be, uh, have to be very grateful, understand the magnitude of it, but also don't let it overwhelm you because this is, uh, this is, this is what you want to do. And, uh, and this is, you know, these are the tags you want to have and the opportunities you want to have to, to hunt some of the biggest deer in the world. And so we, we you just have to stop and, and look and be grateful for where you're at and where your feet are standing. Is it hard sometimes when you guys have had an amazing run? Um, Clay's, you know, been doing it forever, and, and you're a little bit more of a newer breed and been running with Clay for quite some time, but um, you guys have a proven track record. Is it hard sometimes to just look around, smell the roses, and enjoy the process? Because, you know, I talked to you all last summer, and pretty regularly and like you said you're like we're getting our teeth kicked in but the reality is you weren't you you, you were learning yeah you were you you felt like you were but yeah. but when the time came you guys did your job and 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 you know you were in the game and you want to be in the game is it sometimes hard to manage yeah um and you know i think that's why um me and clay um man i love him and that's that's why we make such a good combination is uh is you know i'm the young uh full of piss and vinegar yeah. <laughs> go get it guy and clay is that seasoned veteran that has seen everything and been through everything even and, uh, and just go 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 yes and he uh you know he's seen the good and the bad and um i think that comes with age and experience and so um when you get you know you combine both of those together um that's why we make a great team clay uh he, he makes me he says man you know like i'll be like clay what you know how are we gonna do this what are we gonna do 
he's like, man, can't you just be excited and happy for a second? This is exactly what we want, you know? And so, uh, and so it's awesome that I have him there to keep, to keep me, you know, grounded and, uh, and help me enjoy it. I'm trying to do that more. I think when you're young and competitive and, uh, you just, you want to, you know, you want to be the best and have the best all the time, but that's just not how life works. And deer hunting's no different. Um, you know, we've had a good run, but any year you could get your butt kicked, you know, yeah. um, no matter how hard you work, you still gotta, you gotta catch a break and you've got to be blessed. And we've been uh, fortunate enough to receive that, but at any time it could turn the other way. And I think that's what, you know, is so neat about Clay is, is he understands that. And so, uh, you know, he doesn't let it keep him up at night like maybe I do. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping with age and experience that, uh, you know, and, and getting to learn from Clay that, that uh, I'll get to that point too. <laughs> well, what's nice from my perspective, from a third party, just watching and, you know, being around you guys, having you guys down in Mexico and helping my operation down there and just being a part of it. It's, it's so great to see you two pushing each other and 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 working with each other and it's almost hearing you guys talk like clay knows what you're thinking before you even have to say it you know what he's thinking and you make a great team and you know you look at sports you look at business when you have a partnership where you can work like that with you know cohesion and 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 just you know be able to you know where you're weak he's strong where you're strong he's weak you know and flip-flop and help each other and know um you know where someone's gonna be you know you know he's gonna be up on that point you know how he's gonna go off that point you know how he's gonna chase a deer i mean there's so much to it when you work with someone for so long you know his style of stalking you know his style of tracking um he knows yours and you guys make a great team. I want to ask. And what's uh, what's neat? So I have to say right there, Jay. Sorry to cut you off. What's neat is we have that throughout our team. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have we have Talon Bundy, who is. I mean, he's been out there for. He's been with Clay since the beginning, um, and he is just calm and collected. And uh, and I, you know, he knows what I'm thinking. He know. I mean, we work so well. I've got my two brothers, who I, of course, I've been with my whole life. You know, we slept in the same bed till we were sixth grade. You know, and uh, so we we all know what each other's thinking. We've all got each other's back. And what makes what makes people successful is when you're just as happy to see your teammate succeed as you are yourself um in my opinion that's when special things can happen Absolutely. and um and that's that's what we're blessed with we're we're, we're blessed with a great team yeah absolutely um i want to let you go here but i do want to ask you a couple of sheep questions um are there any units up there in that uh, triangle where you guys work um that that you're excited about um for for desert sheep yeah um you know 13b north is we've talked before quite a bit i still think it's on the rebound but it has been it's been a few years since uh since a really solid rams come out of there and in my opinion i think it's due i think you're gonna see it because of utah or the the utah guys whacking yes yeah caught on to that exactly you have the the beaver dam and the pine valley unit there in utah um, where they're giving multiple tags, um, they're giving you know six tags, and so some of those rams they cross back and forth right there because that line is, I mean, it's right on the edge, right where the sheep want to be, and so a lot of those rams get whacked. So we're getting hit from both sides. 
Um, but my, in my opinion, you know, there's some stuff, uh, there's some stuff on the south side of, uh, the gorge, which is, you know, the main canyon that runs through 13B North. Um, there's some country there that's a little less hunter friendly. And in my opinion, I think it's due for a good ram to come out of there. Um, 13B South for, it's a resident only unit. There's one tag. Um, it is, man, it is a tough hunt, but there has been some great rams coming out, come out of there. We, uh, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to hunt it quite a few times over the last few years. And so that knowledge just keeps building off itself. And, uh, you know, we were able to take like a 173 ram out of there, not last year, but I think the year before. Um, and so if you're, you know, if you're a, uh, Arizona resident and you're on the outside looking in, you're not quite, you know, I don't think that's a terrible choice. If you're young and ready to go hunting, you don't want to wait till you're old to, to hunt sheep and you want to go now and you're, uh, able, I would, I would definitely eyeball that one for sure. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else? Yeah. You know, 12B East has been pumping out some giant rams. Um, I, I am a little bit worried because they've been whacked over there pretty good. Um, but there, there has been some outstanding rams come out of there. And I think, I think there's still a few there. Um, so that's, you know, that's another multi-tag unit that's good to look at that has, uh, that has some, you know, it has good genetics with what it's been producing. Yeah. I mean, last year I was like, whoa, when I saw the harvest yeah. report, I was blown away at the quality yep. and, you know, the last two years, um, yes. that unit has really produced, um buddy i know your time's precious i'll let you go i appreciate you spending time with us giving us a report um it's exciting um when we have great moisture years like this just to be able to see what you guys um the deer you guys are going to produce and and see and the, the the experiences and the encounters that you're about to have over the next you know 60 90 120 days is is pretty exciting um, thanks for giving us the report. God bless and, uh, give you a chance, uh, say any, any, anything you forgot to say or, or anything else you want to say there. Yeah. Um, you know, the deadline's approaching here, I think on June 6th, if, uh, if any of you out there have any questions at all about, you know, deer on the Arizona strip or Kayabab plateau or, um, sheep as well, please feel free to reach out. You can call Clay at 435-680-2991. He is on the strip almost every day, so if you don't get him, leave him a voicemail. Or you can also call me at 435-421-9463. And uh, we love to visit with everyone and, and talk big deer. So uh, and make sure to check us out on Instagram. It's at Clay Bundy Outfitters. That's our main social media page. Um, you can shoot us messages there and, and uh, look at some of the, the deer in that that are on our page there. So, All right, buddy. Go get them, and um, we'll be cheering from the sidelines here watching you guys uh, do your thing, and uh, God bless, okay? Hey, yeah, thank you, Jay. Always appreciate you and uh, what you do for the, the outdoor industry. So thanks for talking with us. All right, buddy. Take care. Hey, you too. Bye. Bye.